We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter? It's Monday, April 24th. And you know what we do on Mondays, right? It's Mondays with McCool. It's James McCool. Join with me. He's the co author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15 hour audio DFS masterclass, as well as the Theory of DFS for advanced players with his custom Excel tools. You go pick up either of those at theoryofdfs.com. Good morning to the chat people, the early birds, Bart B, Mike Ostry, Defic, Wataz, Matt Mears, Suki Singh, Real Life Pitcher, Eric Brunick, Bacon 23, Grant Brown. Good morning. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit all the buttons. Makes us it makes us happier. It makes us more awake in the morning, right? On a Monday. James, you look excited. Uh, it's been a long morning. Uh, Damascus did not have a good night last night. Um, he's going through a growth spurt. So um, he was up a lot and I've been up a lot. <laughs> so I'm kind of tired this morning, but I'll, I'll be all right. Um, I'm excited for this baseball slate. It's been a really fun last couple of weeks. So um, I was excited. We we get the uh, the leaderboard thing back on DraftKings tonight. And um I've been What's thinking, that? I don't, even, I don't even know what that is. What are we talking about? The leaderboard thing. So uh, DraftKings does this like little tournament thing. Uh, and from now until the 30th for the next six, seven days, um, there are three unique contests. There's the aluminum, which is a $222 entry. There's the wooden, which is a 444. And then there's like, I don't remember what the lowest dollar one is called, but there's five, but there's a $5 contest. And uh, each one of them is a single entry. And over the next week, um, you accumulate points for how many points you score each slate. And uh, at the end of it, the person who scored the most points gets an extra prize on top of it. I think the the 222, which is the only one that I care about, um, the, top pri- the top score at the end of the week 
ends up getting an extra three thousand uh, deposited in their account. So it's a little extra equity. Um, I am trying. Right, to I see here it's the two. It's two hundred twenty-two dollars and twenty-two cents. Yeah, for one of them, and then there's a forty-four dollar and forty-four cent one. Yeah, and then, and then there's five. a five dollar and fifty-five cent one. They're all single entry contests, yeah. and you can see on the on the two twenty-two payout structure. I mean, pretty f- f- a flat pretty payout flat. structure. I yeah. mean, like like these are the these are these are pretty good payout structures in of themselves. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm taking a look at the four forty-four dollar one. Yeah, not bad. No, not bad at all. Yeah, right. Yeah, and places like, 400 versus 4,000. No, why don't they just who cares about the leaderboard? Just run those contests those ways all the time. Well, so this this is the thing that I'm looking at. I did a little bit of math on it earlier. Um, I'm trying to figure out if playing the 222 with the added equity is better than playing the 250 for basically the same price point. And I don't even know if it's an equity thing, I think just from a payout structure. Well, the payout structure for the 250 is not bad. Like the payout structure for the 250. No, is but it's more, no, they're, they're much different. I mean, no, no, there's no, there's not even close. I said not bad. I didn't say that it was great. I said it's not bad. I'm trying to think of the high end equity for it. Um, if if they were to run the 250 at 20K to first the entire week, then I think the 250 would still eke out the EV of it. Simply because there's so much more high-end equity when you have 20K to 15K. However, they do drop that 250 down to 15K um, at certain points during the week, usually during the day game. So I think that the 222 is probably like the better one to play from an EV standpoint. Regardless, play the 222 and the 4444. Like play those because they're good and payout structures are good. And like there's a little bit added extra uh, equity at the end and Everybody likes being a little bit competitive on the leaderboard or whatever. It's cool seeing your name up there. But for people like me who like to do math, I was just trying to calculate out the EV of it this morning. And I think the 250 has a little bit more a little bit more EV, but it doesn't really matter. It's just, this, this is just thoughts. Yeah, but the equity is more towards first place. I mean, I'd just take a look at the payout structure of the yeah, 250. Yeah, but that's, those are the contests I like playing. That's what I'm talking about. I prefer oh, you'd rather you'd probably you'd rather play a contest where it's twenty thousand a first and a set a ham sandwich to tenth place. It's not a ham sandwich in the two fifty. It's a ham sandwich like, to me. No, no it's not. No, it's not. You're you're being you're being verbose. Let like, let's let let's put it into perspective. Here's here's the two the two twenty two leaderboard one. Yeah, pay out. I mean, I can probably probably throw it up on the screen. What are we What are we doing here? Why am I looking <laughs> I on my phone? Why are you on your phone? Because that's what I typically phone. look at stuff on my phone. I don't do much on the desktop other than upload a. I don't enter contests in the DraftKings lobby on desktop. Yeah, I get it. Right, so it's like typically I'm looking here. So it's like okay, aluminum bat leaderboard special two twenty two, right? And I click here, open link, and here's the the ball four, right? The 250. Yeah. Right. I can just click. Okay. What, what am I doing? I can click. Okay. Here's the ball four. Yeah. So here's 20,000 a first. I mean, obviously, it's only 355 entries versus the other one is 650 entries. Yeah. But it's like, I just take a look pretty much. I mean, how I compare payout structures, like what's first and what's 10th? Right. right. And I'd like I'd like to see first place be at most 25% of the prize pool, at most, okay, if possible. 
and then 10th place to be 10% of first. Okay. Right. And flat and flat along the way. So like, sure. I, so here it's like, it's not, it's not as horrible as like FanDuel's payout structure, but no. it's still, right. You still get 20,000 first. I'd like to see ninth to 11th to be 2000 rather than 1000 and go split down from there. But then we go to the 222, right. Leaderboard special. You can see here is that first is twelve percent because we have the the Roto Grinders extension where you could see, you know, yeah. the mards of the rake and the and the split and everything. So you see here, tenth place is fifteen hundred, which is ten percent of right. first place. Yeah. So like, I I think ideally for you, the middle ground would be first place should be a little bit a little it should be a little bit top heavier, and maybe not and maybe. Uh, you start like 11th to 13th is a thousand instead of 1250. Yeah. 14th to 18th is like is 850 instead of a thousand. Take some right. of these little out of little out bit of these up. and add it up top. I would give up, especially for a single entry contest. Not not for not for the 250, not for a three three entry max, but for a single entry contest, I am fine with it not being two x to first to to min cash. I'm fine with that. Right, this is a chip, right. We also have to see that min cash is 2x in the right. in the 250. And 250, it's not today. Right. 250 min cash is 1.6x. Right. And usually it is 2x when when they drop it down in that 15k to first, then it is 2x to, to min cash. But look at the look at top 10 percentage. The top 10 percent of the prize pool is 50 is 59% of the prize pool versus 37% right. in the 222. Sure. So see at that at that point, see, like it's like to me, like this is the worst of both worlds. Like <laughs> if if you're gonna make it so that the top 10 get nearly 60% of the prize pool, you might as well just make the min cash be 2x and and cut out some of these spots. Like, like, dude, cut out, dude. I'm fine cutting out all these spots, 43rd to 76. Make it that you have to come in 42nd to get 2x your money. Right, which is what this 500 is, right? It's a 250 contest. Mm -hmm. So fine, 500 there, and then take all this 400 dollars, right? 43rd to 76th is what? Is what? How, how many people? What we're we talking about? 30, 34 people. Mm -hmm. 34 times 400 is 13,600. So take that 13,600 and make it so that third place is 7,500, and fourth place is 5,000. And fifth place is three thousand, and this is twenty five hundred, and then even out that first to tenth spot, it's still sixty percent in the top ten. Yeah, but they don't like dropping that payout rate below twenty percent. That's a pretty consistent thing. They they want to they want to pay out a fifth of the field. Yeah, but I'm just I'm not saying what, what they want. I'm saying sure. what would be more beneficial. These one point six x payouts are just who cares? And look, yeah. even the double payout, like twenty seventh place, pays the same as forty second place. Yeah, and that feels terrible. I totally agree. Uh, that that's pretty commonplace, though. Uh, that's why the two twenty two, like today, it, it's a good contest. Like you should play it. I think it's good. Um, the only thing that I wish that it was was twenty k to first. That's it. But if if it was twenty k to first, I'd be happy. That's all. Is the difference in 5K going to matter to your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. If Because uh, oh, you're going to win first. So 
It doesn't matter that he come in fourth place in this contest. You get more right. money than coming in fourth place in the other contest. Right. I, I don't care. Like, I only – I the way that I look at it is I want to play for first. Like, I my goal is obviously. to win first. Right, obviously. So, of course, the 5K matters. Like, if we're talking about first place in the contest being $5,000 less, like, that matters. And, 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 to add on to that, this aluminum bat – so. The 222 at the end of this contest, the person who gets the most points gets an extra three thousand dollars deposited into their account, which is that that's fine, that's cool. But is that the only person gets anything? No, 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 no. It's it scales down. Um, like if you go down, you can see the leaderboard. Okay, right you see here. Here's the oh, so up to four hundred. Okay, yeah. So for even on the five dollar one, the four hundredth gets five bucks. Yeah, right. And the 222 is place. If you're in the basically, if you're in the top 100, if you're in the top 100 in the 222, or the top 200 in the 44, or in the top 400 in the five dollar, essentially one of your entry fees is paid for. Basically, if you place in the top third, if we're assuming that mostly the same people are going to play, I guess the top like fourth of the right. another another 25 percent. But when you're, I mean, even when you're looking at this, like the extra $3,000 in equity there, like if it was 20K to first, then that 3K equity competes with what I would expect to win from the 250. So that's that's the way that I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the first place equity, whereas, yeah, I mean, you, you get a flatter payout structure and it's a little bit better should you finish sixth or whatever. And I totally hear your point in that. Well, that's um, the, 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 my, my point comes into variance is that, Absolutely. You you coming in the difference between coming in tenth and first in these types of contests is something that you you almost can, you pretty much can't control. Like totally like right. oh well I'm aiming for first and like well I'm aiming for tenth like like no if you're aiming for tenth you're aiming for first. I mean it's like like the types of lineups that you're gonna build right, aren't right. gonna be any it. different, right? So it. like to me the difference in like five points is like I is uncontrollable. And in the long run, well, you have to have that, seven million lifetimes. In, in, base, like, in baseball, it's not just five points, though. In NBA, sure, but like the difference for baseball, it can be significantly larger. You know that. On one given, day, but on one given day, it's like, well, this guy hit an extra double, well, and this guy and this pitcher has. Days. It's not like we're we're looking at this in like, a, oh, if we play this contest for the next year, it lasts six days. Yeah, I know, but, that, but that's what I, but that's how I treat. That's my mindset of like, if you play this contest over and over again, I want to make it so that like, like if I get enough thirds and sixths and fourths and seconds, that it's not like, oh, well, I lost money. Well, you wouldn't lose money on that if you were playing the two fifty either way. Oh, you, absolutely you can. I, I think you would have pretty much, like, you would have a better Imagine shot. coming in sixth all the time, and you have 2,000 instead of 20,000. Yeah. And why can't it just be flatter? I I agree. I wish it was flatter. Okay, you're, you're arguing that you don't want, no, I want a million at first, and second place is a dollar. God, I never said that. You're putting words in my mouth. Well, that's an extreme version of what you want. You're aiming for first. You want a million the first. You want the Millie Maker to be 250,000 entries and it had to be just winner take all. The so winner gets $12 million and the second place person gets nothing. Hey, hey, chat, I'm going to need you back up here because <laughs> at no point did I ever say that. At no point did I ever say that I hope every contest is winner take all. I like something close to 100x for first place. That's that's all that I'm saying. 
That's it. There aren't that many contests to do that. I know. Uh, in, fact, in fact, it for for DraftKings like the, the the misunderstanding on DraftKings is that I feel as if their contest payout structures are based on the stakes are the opposite of what they should be. Meaning that the the larger contests, like larger stakes contests, are too top heavy, and the lower stakes contests are too not top heavy. Like, like for instance, if we go to what? Just I, I never used my lap. I never used to. Uh, okay, tournaments. Just to find, like I don't know. I can't even. I, I yeah. This is probably bad for me because I can't even see, like the dollar <laughs> mini max or something like that. But like, if you take a look at the four seamer, the four dollar twenty max. Yeah. Like the four dollar twenty max. Today is is like it's five thousand. It's five thousand bucks for first place. Yeah. Right, it's a fourteen thousand eight hundred person contest, eight hundred entry contest. The relay throw is twenty three thousand five hundred entries. Mm-hmm. Right, so we take a look at the relay throw, and obviously this this payout structure is 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 a, is a mess. Hundred thousand yeah. a first, twenty five thousand, ten thousand, five thousand. Right, tenth place, eighth place, it's hilarious. Eighth place is one percent of first place. I know. Okay. So this is hilariously too top heavy. Sure. But I believe this is the contest that this should be 30,000 to first. Like if anything, like it's a $300,000 prize pool, 10% to first place. Like if anything, like maybe, maybe you say it's 40,000 or whatever, but I'm just saying that first place is 33% of the prize pool in this contest. I think it should be much less. And then you go down to, you go down to the four seamer. If I could find it. MLB tournaments. So much easier to find on my phone. <laughs> right here's the four seamer. Like this one is 10% to first place. I feel like for a four dollar entry, like it this contest would be do better if we'd be better if it had a tie. This if it was ten thousand to first. This uh, this payout structure. I wish they just offered a $40 version of this and just 10x everything. That'd right. Well, there you go. That, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that'd be sick. But at the, that'd at be awesome. like the dollar level, imagine playing imagine playing the Minimax for a dollar and first place is a thousand dollars. Yeah. It's like, well, it's a hundred and fifty max contest. Like, why the hell would you ever max it out when like first place is a thousand and there are there are so many contests like that, and it's so gross. But that, but that's the point. Like those contests, the, the dollar mini max. That's the contest where first place should be five thousand bucks and tenth place should be five hundred bucks. Not the yeah. ones where it's ten bucks, fifteen bucks, forty bucks, right? Yeah. Because then you can never get like it's it's like at that point, and this is this is something that I that this is something that I suggest because mm-hmm. people ask. I don't th- I don't think this is a hot take. Uh-huh. I think you should never play the $1 or 50 cent mini max of the quarter arcade unless mm-hmm. you're practicing. I agree with that. Unless you're, unless, unless you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not used to building, you know, 50, a hundred line. I'm not used to mill and I don't want to spend that much. And I don't want you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it for cheap. I'm going to do for five bucks instead of 500 bucks. And you want to practice some, at that level, I think that's fine. I yep. think it would be better off if you if you had uh, 
50 bucks, or let's say you had $60. Yeah. And it's like, well, do I play, uh, let's say you had $80 or $100 or something like that. And it's like, do I play the, do I play a hundred entries into the $1 Minimax? Do I play 20 entries into the $4 20 max, mm-hmm. right? 80 bucks. Or do I play like five or six entries into the $15 large field? The $15, like the relay throw. Yeah. Truthfully, the answer should be six entries into the $15 relay throw. From both, from both, uh, uh, expected value standpoint, because that contest is the, is the softest contest. Yeah. Because right? of the 20, 30% of the contests are randos that throwing in, especially in MLB, unstacked garbage lineups or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the the contest size of the 20 max, yeah, it's smaller. It is smaller. Mm-hmm. But it's still like a 14,000 entry contest. Well, it's not a 24,000 entry contest. You're still building lineups that it probably would style. win the relay throw yeah. also. Yeah. So why not just build six good ones that when they when, when they hit, they get 100,000 or 50,000 rather than when they hit, get 3,000 to 5,000. Right. It's just that now you have less, you have less lineups, but the $4.20 max actually is sharper. Like that's a sharper contest than the $15 relay throw. And I would, I would suspect the $1 Minimax is also a sharper contest than the $15 Relay. And the payout structure makes it that, that if you're going to play $50 worth of stuff, like you, you're just going to spin your wheels so much. Cause when you win first, you just don't win enough money. Yeah. Like just raw, just raw money of like, imagine doing, imagine playing, I'm going to play 20 entries into the Minimax at $1 for 20 bucks. Like how long is it going to take you to get a bankroll of five figures or something to even start playing the relay throw. Like it's going right. to take it forever and yeah. you can win and you'll win it. You'll win. You'll win the mini max three or four times over the course of a year, a year and a half. And then be like, Oh yeah, my bankroll is now $8,000. Right. right. Like, and which is great. You started with 500 and now you're up to $8,000. Yeah. That's sick. That's but sick. That's nice. Now, right? now you have another full year of grinding before you can even consider Right, consider starting to play the relay throw. Yet, if you build less lineups, it's possible instead of binking the mini max three or four times, you bink the relay throw once and you have a hundred thousand dollars or 50, 50 to a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Like, you get a much bit bigger spike. And even if you just simulated this, like the relay throw is 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 actually an easier contest. I don't the variance don't is know. obviously going to be higher because you're playing less lineups. I don't know if it's an easier contest than the one dollar simply because the pros can't enter the mini max. Like I think that I think that there are enough good lineups in the fifteen. Like the, the disparity is probably larger. I think there are more bad lineups in the fifteen than the one dollar, but I also think there are significantly more really good lineups in the fifteen. But I you have to part. check that out. I can't see them, James. I can't. I don't even know what they look like. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, literally, like, dude, I an, I mean, I download CSVs and analyze stuff, but I mean, I'm, I'm only pondering that they're, they're about even strength, but I haven't been able to see. The, I, I literally can't see it in the lobby for the past two, two and a half years. So, like, I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm going by your word by what they look like because I, I literally can't even see them in the lobby. Well, I mean, and I, I'm just pondering. Well, like time. Eric Brunick says, says there's far more. I mean, he's someone that plays it, I guess, or down there. 
There's far more 150 maxers in the mini max than there is. No, no, no. I, I, I would absolutely agree and understand there are more 150 maxers in the mini max, but I don't think that means there are more good 150 maxers in the mini max. You can't really 150 max the mini max for too long without going broke, right? What? When it only pays like a thousand dollars the first? I mean, come on. No, I know, I know. I'm. I, I just, I think that that's probably a hot take to think that the the one dollar is sharper than the fifteen. That's all I'm saying. I'll do. I'll just say that. Um, and Eric Burnick also so, also says, didn't I bid? Yes, yes, I know. I know that the irony, the irony of all ironies is that I've complained about these payout structures for like forever since I, I yeah. went from soccer into other sports. And I'm like, why can't it be flatter? Why can't it be flatter? And of course, my, 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 my I can't even say it's my biggest MLB win because it's not. I won more at, on second place. I won the day, like literally I was complaining. And then they said, you know what? Like someone actually reached out in me, to me and said, said, we're going to, we're going to experiment with more flat. We're going to throw out a flat payout structure every so often, just so we could test. And the first time they did that, what, like two or three years ago or something. Like that's the, that's the contest. I literally, I, I won the large field contest that night for like 30,000. When, if I didn't, compl- if anything, it would have been 50 or hundred K to first. It would have, it would have been. Right. But the thing is, I want to, I want to, I want to clap back that mm-hmm. because it was a flatter payout structure, I played more lineups that day. <laughs> so it's quite possible I wouldn't have made the lineup that would have won 50 or 100K. But it's odd that, that my, my highest MLB win is a second place for 40K. Yeah. And not a, fir- and not a, not a first place on draft. I had, uh, man, back a while ago like six years ago or something back when they were still doing the the free contest based on your tier right oh, the vip free rolls yeah the 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 free rolls right so i was so done with nfl i was so mad at nfl by week 16 or whatever and it was the thing i played the most so the free roll was a week or no i, I was through week 15 the free roll was a week 16 or it might have been like first week of playoffs and i'm i'm just livid I'm fuming. I'm tweeting about it on, on Twitter. I tagged John Aguiar. It's like, why are we doing this? Like it's NBA season. Why do I have to play this free NFL contest? And I, I took, took down all three of them. <laughs> like as soon as you start complaining, it's like, of course, it's going to be the one that you win. And then everybody's like, Oh, I, I'll bet you wish you would have been playing some more NFL. I'm like, no, I, I built this lineup. It was a bad lineup that I won with because I didn't want to play this. And it, it just threw in any old lineup or whatever. Yeah, it faded literally all the chalk. It was like the worst lineup that I built all year. <laughs> so dumb. It was so dumb. Um, Nelson Addict said there should be almost no difference in EB for 20K to first versus 15K to first in that contest. I agree. That's why I'm just saying that it's uh, it's like a personal preference thing. Like, I I just would prefer it. I, I just think that that's something that I'd prefer to see. Um, the, the EV comment was about the entire structure of the thing with the added equity towards the end with that 3k. Added but if the EV is the same, don't you want lower, don't you want lower, lower risk? Mm, I don't think that I care that much about that. Well, because I'm, well, because I'm an, I'm a nit and I like protecting my bankroll. Well, I know you are. I, I don't care that much. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that big of a nit. So it's just, it's preference thing. It's just what I like to see. I, I like to see it as close to hundred for a hundred X to first as possible. Um, it, it's obviously not like a deal breaker for me. It's just what I like to see. 
Stephen Jones says that there's a lot of sharp people grinding the Minimax contests every day. I, I agree with that. I'm not saying that it's not a, like, I'm not saying that sharp people don't play it. I just thought that it was maybe a bit of a hot take to say that the 15 was was easier than the $1. It's pot, but I, I think even if there was a di- slight difference, I just can't see mathematically. Maybe maybe Nelson could run a sim, right? Right. Nelson could run a sim for us. I mean, he obviously not. He can't just set that up right now. So he always does does those sim to golf sims on Twitter. Just like sim out like like the best DFS player playing the relay throw for fifteen versus playing the one dollar minimax that has like ten percent the first place. Like how long? Like on average, for instance, like for instance, the hundred dollar minimax, like the one dollar minimax. If you played one hundred and fifty lineups, right? That's a dollar a lineup. Play 10 lineups into the relay throw, right? So that's $150 also, yeah. right? And randomly choose the 10 out of the 150 that you'd play in, in the minute and then see how, what the bankroll progression looks like. Like I, I, w- I would, I would bet that on average, if the, if we, if we agreed that the contests were similar in strength, yeah. just similar, we don't have to, we just, uh, you could say it's slightly easier. You could say it's slightly harder, but it, it's it's not going to be dramatic enough for this simulation that if you said, like, how long does it take for someone to get a $100,000 bankroll or something like that, I, I'd almost guarantee you that playing the 10 lineups in the relay throw gets you there way quicker Oh yeah, then, I would agree with then that. The, then the one, I don't. How do you win that contest enough for the amount of entries that you play? Mm-hmm. That like, if even if you, even if you, even if you control for a certain like risk. So let's so let's say like it's a, it's a you have a a fifteen thousand dollar bankroll, right? And you're playing one percent of your bank, right? You know, like something like that. And you go, what's the average length of one contest versus the other contest as far as hitting some bankroll threshold versus zero versus virtual yeah. zero, right? Yeah. Like risk of ruin versus thing. I, 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 I can't see the mini max being anywhere. I anywhere close to that. And I don't think the risk of ru- like the risk of ruin on a $15,000 bankroll playing $150 in the mini max is probably pretty low, but it's probably would take you like 20 times longer to get to a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I mean, just think think about if you hit that hundred thousand dollars once, like that that's the end of that simulation, right? Like right. You, well, but that's essentially what you're yeah. simulating of like yeah. if you're so, only taking 10 lineups, how often do, when do you win the your first one? And that's right. about it. Right. But of course, that's, obviously, there are certain scenarios where oh, you come in sixth and then you come in second and two like like there are ways to get there. But I just I just feel like with ten lineups, you could build ten lineups over the course of three seasons of MLB. And if you know, if you're building plus EV lineups, have a decent shot at hitting one yeah. out of like what six hundred slates, right? A decent enough shot yeah. that if you played the mini max, like how do you how do you get? After 600 slates, how are you at $50,000? Like, I can't see that being possible. I agree with you. I agree with you. 
I, I, I think that the Minimax and the Quarter Arcade are great for practice. I don't think that they're great for bankroll building. Um, most people, I tell most people with the, if they want to build their bankroll to play the, the $4. Only because I do think that like the, the added benefit of being able to max out your entries is valuable. But even then, like, I, I think that playing the 15, if you want to, if you had a hundred dollars to spend a night and you wanted to play six in the 15, rather than playing 20 in the $4, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nelson says the payout structure discussion is a double-edged sword. Better GPP players will have larger edges and very top heavy payouts. I, I absolutely agree with that. But the bankroll required to play them is quite a bit larger. Like, that's that's the key. Like the point is, I'm not seeding the fact that the more top heavy the payout structure is, the more that it benefits sharp players. Yep. And why is that? Right? Why is that? Because bad players are players that are not building for first place. Right. I mean, most of the equity we we've gone through that discussion of where the equity lies in a contest. Yeah. Right. Where does the money come from? Right. The lineups that are too low projected or too high owned. Like that's where, that's where the, that's where your profit comes from. And the more and more you put towards first place, the more and more that effect happens. Right. Cause then the people that are like, Oh yeah. I, yeah. I'm not playing the highest owned lineup and no, I'm not playing the lowest projected lineup, but they're not doing They're not playing even less owned players. Yeah. They're not even playing, you know, they're, you know, like, like, like maybe still you're not doing enough. Maybe your median expectation isn't 40th percentile, but it's probably only 20th percentile. Like right. you're not really pushing for first. Right. So it's like, so yeah, that benefits sharper players that know how to build for these contests. The problem is, is that the variance is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, like, oh yeah, I'd uh, uh, if, if the Millie maker was 10 million in NFL was 10 million to first, winner take all the sharpest players would have like the biggest edge like complete completely but like almost everyone would be broke i mean like 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 dude like it's two hundred thousand plus entries it's like okay i'm gonna max it out for for what for three thousand dollars and 99 plus percent of the time i get minus three thousand dollars like what does your bankroll have to look like yes the EV is the highest, but like, are, are are you Bill Gates? I mean, like how, how much you, I mean, you need like exorbitant amount of money in order to survive that, to even realize that edge. So like my attitude, I tend to lean in this conversation. I think, I think everyone to some, some extent agrees that the payout structures are, are at least a little too top heavy. Yeah. I don't see I don't see many people that are like no I wish they were heavier like like I don't I don't see many of those, but I do see ones that are like no, no I prefer their top heavy maybe they just should be slightly better and I lean more towards the size of I I think they could be significantly better, and it comes from the point of like, of bankroll management perspective of like like the flatter the payouts, the lower the bankroll of the players like the ecosystem to maintain to to sustain that type of that type of contest. So I just view it from an ecosystem perspective that we do these, you know, 50% the first place contest. It's like, what's going to end up happening after three years is that there's going to be a handful of people that have all this money and then a whole bunch of broke people, right? Cause there's just like, like people come in eighth and just don't get paid enough. Like they, they come in 12th and then they come in third and they still don't get paid enough yet. 
flatter the payout structure. It's like, yeah, there's less people that have a lot of money, but there's more people that like, they're only like minus 30% losers, minus 20% losers, and then some plus 30% winners. So it isn't as, you know, as yeah. barbelled. So I think yeah. that would be better for the ecosystem as a whole. But I mean, if you're just looking to take as much money as you can, as quick as you can, I mean, obviously the top heavy ones are the ones that, you know, and you don't care about the future. Yeah, I well, I, I mean, I, I agree with you that it's better for the ecosystem. Certainly agree. Uh, my, my stance is mostly that I, I do think that contests, I, I personally would prefer it to be a uh, lower min cash threshold. That, that's that's my answer to this. Like when I was saying that DraftKings likes to keep it above the 20% threshold, I, I think that there are plenty of contests that could survive r- really well at an 18% threshold or a 16% threshold or something like that if it was a lot flatter. Um, that There's going to be a place where, I, I mean, there were a couple of years ago, they were rolling out contests that had like a 30% min cash threshold or something. And the, the structure for it was not great. Um, but people were attracted to it because it would pay out 30% of the field and you'd get like 1.5x or something like that to, uh, to the lowest range. So I don't know. Um, it's, yeah, we it's see in the of, chat, Eric, they're, they're posting the Minimax. I mean, I think maybe Nelson's going to try it. Yeah, he's right. going to try it. 47,000. Um, yeah, yeah. the Minimax has has like twice as many entries as the, as the relay throw and it's 4K to first. So it's a 40K prize pool with 4K to first, 200, $200 to 10th. So it, it, it's not even that flat, right? I mean, like 400 to 10th would be like one percent, like, but that first place being only 4K, like to me, it's 47. Imagine, imagine beating 47,000 entries and getting paid 4K on a dollar when it's like, dude, play 10 lineups into the real like throw and dude fourth place gets paid more than that i mean like and it's less entries it's like it just it just feels like imagine playing 150 entries into this contest where you play 150 entries for a dollar we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like you're told, like that's, that's like almost 5% of what first place is. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing here, right? Like if you, you will find out, I think in that, how much worse you are than you think you are. 
because even when you bink that, like there's a chance that you, if you only win that once a year, you're underwater big time, like way underwater. If you win that twice a year, maybe you're, you're still underwater, right? Like, well, that's the point I'm making. How, how can you make it so that, that you have to, you have to win a contest that's twice the size of the relay throw at least once a month in order to make money. Like by playing 150 lineups. And I get what Nelson's saying that you need, you still need a much larger bankroll to play the 10 lineups in the $15 versus 150 in the $1. And that's primarily because of just diversification and variance is that, that you're more likely to, uh, lose all of your entries in out of 10 versus mm-hmm. not all of your entries out of 150 but that's not that's not the question i'm asking i'm not asking like like you need a much larger bankroll i'm talking about like if you set a like i'm i'm going to take whatever the bankroll number you want to use for either of them right how long would it take you to get to a certain point versus others in one contest versus the other i mean that that's to me that's because anyone that's, unless you're playing, unless you're playing for fun, for funsies, for entertainmentsies, mm-hmm. right? I just can't see how like you could make a significant, decent enough income playing max entering the one dollar mini max. Well, so here's, here's the the caveat here, I guess, is if we're if we're gonna actually turn this into a scenario. So, say you have a fifteen thousand dollar bankroll. And you want to get up to a $50,000 bankroll so that you can uh, max that. 50000 isn't even enough to do that. Um, so you have a $15,000 bankroll and you're maxing the mini max so that you can get up to a $25,000 bankroll so that you can then put 20 entries into the relay or something like that, right? What what amount of time do you have to spend in the minimax in order to then justify stepping into the relay throw? I guess is the more realistic question here. Not how quickly can you make $100,000, but how quickly can you move up from the minimax into the relay so that you actually have a chance at 100,000? Cuz you don't ever have a chance. It's not even it, it's not even in the realm of possibilities to make $100,000 playing the minimax. Like I don't, I don't, that's That's exactly the point. It's like, I don't know how you do that. So the point, the, a better question to ask, a better point to to ask is how long do you have to play the mini max in order to then step into the relay throw? That's the better question here. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a similar, whatever the target points, feel free to change whatever the target points I'm looking for. I'm looking for like a distance of time more than anything, an average amount of time. Yeah, I, I think it's that's hard. Like it would would you have a better shot at playing 10, 10 entries in the $15 rather than $150 in the in the mini max simply to double your bankroll? How about we ask that? Yeah, but Nelson's making Nelson's making the mathematical point that the EV is the same. Like if he said the EV is the same, like if you play $150 each state and your ROI is 20%. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah. Right. That's on average. But but I'm not. I'm not. See, the thing is, I'm not looking at the average. Like, no. Realizing you're expected. Like, uh, yeah. On average. Yeah. I get. I get on average. Right. If we ran this out to an infinite, infinite time loop or whatever, I'm talking about from a realistic purpose of of like on average. For instance, if I if I told you, James, that Mm -hmm. on average, I I win one large field GPP a year. Yeah. On average, 
I could go 12 years without winning a GPP and then win six in one year. I mean, like, like the variance works out like to that extent. Sure. So it's like, I'm not asking like, oh yeah, you average you know, at the end of the year, you'll have $6,000. It's like how many, you don't have those outcomes that you just have. Oh, on average, I'll make six. Yeah. On average, if we played this out a hundred, a thousand times, I'm talking about in each of these scenarios, like you're, it, it's it's just like it's this bimodal nature. It's not going to be normally distributed. It's not. Oh, you're most likely going to end up with six. If you're playing cash games, if you're playing props, then it's going to look normally distributed. So I'm saying that in this in this bimodal type of nature of how your outcomes come out, it's like how many outcomes of you playing $150 in the mini max versus $150 in the relay throw, like that. When's when's the point? Like at the end of the year, on average, if we averaged out 10,000 times, it would be $6,000, right? It would be something like that. But it's like, well, out of the 10, out of the thousand outcomes, is it like 150 of those outcomes? Uh, you would have been better off. You would have gotten to your goal within the first year of playing. And then there's like 200 outcomes where you're like, you go broke, right? And then there's some in the middle, like, like that's, I'm looking more at that. Because that, to me, that's realistic. You can't just go by, well, if you if your edge is the same, like you should expect six thousand dollars at the end of the year. Yeah, on average, if you played out for twenty years, but people's goals aren't like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing the mini max for twenty years. Like, like, dude, no one no one has like no one's gonna reach that sample size. So you have to give advice towards like, would I rather? If I'm looking to build my bankroll, it's like taking a shot. Like if you're going to, if you're going to try how, how, how many other ways am I going to put it? How, what is the better option in trying to expose yourself to short-term variants? Even if both, that's a better way of putting it, which is, which would be better for you from a short-term variance perspective compared to the time it would take if you went the lowest variance route. Like, like, isn't that what we're, what I'm really asking? Yeah. You're in super layman's terms. You're basically saying which one makes you more money faster. Right. What, right. Which is more. No, 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 no. That's not really what I'm saying. Which one has more shot at making you more money faster. Right. Yeah. Then the other and, one. And, and Nelson I, Nelson responded to that with if you had 500 people opt for the relay strategy and 500 to opt for the mini max, the biggest winner would come from the relay strategy. And course. that's basically what we we have been saying. But a larger percentage of the mini max people would win money over the season. Right. Right. Yeah. So like it's a, it's the type of thing where oh you're gonna you're gonna max out the mini max and at the end of the year, like it's like oh I'm up twenty two hundred dollars, but there's gonna be a lot of people that do the relay throw that at the end of the year will be down money. Like you're more likely to be down four grand, five grand. You're more, much more likely, but to compensate for that, there's also going to be plenty of people that are up 50,000, you know, 20,000, 30,000. A handful, a handful right? yeah. A handful of those, right? So if you don't mind that, that risk of negative, right? like that would be the easier path to go from like, move up in stakes and go like this rather than the mini max where it's like the best mini max player is like up like maybe 10,000 on the year. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that may be a stretch. 
right? And it's like, well, how many years can I play? How many years do I have to play the Minimax before I have a $50,000 bankroll? It's like, well, I could get the, I, I may be able to get there in eight years, 10 years, and your risk of ruin will be lower. But there's going to be plenty of people. If you're good enough to do that, why don't you take on a little bit more risk and just play 10 lineups in the relay throw? Right. And by year three, you'll figure out, like, uh, would you rather wait until year 10 to have 50000 or quite possibly by year four have $2.5 million bankroll because you benefited from short-term variance and then you used your skill to, well, now I have a $200,000 bankroll. So now I'm going to enter the $1,500 contest and then I have a I have a 20% ROI in that. And then, you know, everything is, you know, it's like compound interest. It's like right. you're building upon yourself. Like you've done so much more of a shot. Yeah. That 10 lineups in the relay throw. But like, but James, as you've, as you've said in previous episodes, the number one thing to you to always determine first before anything else is what your goals are. Yeah, exactly. So what do you want to accomplish? This, what, what we are basically describing is aha bros path towards where he is now he played the minimax as a way to get to a point where he could play enough in the relay throw Mm -hmm. to where he felt that he could maximize his edge and then he was able to get a hit in in i i don't think it was a relay throw i think it was actually nba but um he got a hit in the large flagship contest and then he was able to compound that with his skill and then become a high rolling player if that is the goal of the person playing then starting in the minimax, assessing what your skill is based on how good you perform in the minimax, and then realizing that you can then compound that into the higher upside contests is what you should do. Um, that would what be what you the can do. You don't have to. You can. But, do. Well, that's that's what that would be the advice that I would give to somebody who wants to try to get up there, even though they have a relatively smaller bankroll. Like I, I would say that you need to test yourself. Like we said earlier in this podcast episode. The, the quarter arcade and the $1 should be for practice and for seeing if you are good enough to play in the higher dollar stuff. Um, it's not... It'll take you a long time to figure out if you are good enough. Well, it, I think that if you, you, that if, out you play, if you play for like one or two years, and again, like in one or two years, I think you're going to know if you're good enough to play higher dollar stuff out of playing just the minimax. I do think the old know. You, you won't realize all of your EV. You, like, no. you might sun run a little bit, but like you're going to know if you've made money consistently. You're going to know if you've gotten your ass kicked mostly, right? Like You're going to know. So then you'll know if you can jump up farther into the 15 or you know whatever the flagship is. I mean, the same, thing, the same thing for the single entry stuff. I mean, I know we're talking about the larger field stuff, but like I view it the same way as like the $5 single entry, the $3 single entry. It's like, I view those contests as practice, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, I, I, I'm going to play those contests. Like, dude, just play one lineup in the four, in the $40 one or, or the, the get your, try to get yourself up to the, to the 121, which they're not running obviously because of these leaderboard ones. Yeah. But like, try to like, try to get yourself up there. It's very similar in poker. Uh, that with like the difference in life in a live poker, at least like yeah. there's like one, two, no limit, one, three, no limit. There's two, five, no limit. There's five, 10, no limit. Like the stakes go up the rake. 
eats you up so much at one three or mm-hmm. one two. And the skill difference between the players live at one two versus two five isn't as dramatic as you think. Like it's so much better to like like just move up to the even if you don't buy in for the max at two, like two five is like a thousand max typically, and yeah. one two is like three hundred max. It's like you benefit your skill benefits more the more money you have on the table, obviously. But the rake eats up so much at the lowest stakes that you'd make more money even if there were some stronger players in the game at 2-5 just by by not not being involved in what we're going to consider the rake and the stack sizes at 1-2 to be just an awful payout structure. Like 1-2 no limit is a high rake game with... 10% 10% to first, like, like, uh, like DFS contest. It, right. it, it operates more like the mini max, right? Where it's like, oh, it's, it's easy to profit, but it's hard to have a very lo- big hourly rate in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, it's like, it's, if you, if you want to, if you want to sit at a one, one, two table and, and get 50 and make 15 bucks an hour, I think it's absolutely unequivocally doable. The problem is that it's, sh- it should, you should be making like 35 bucks an hour but like all of that money is going to the rake. So it's like, you're paying so much in rake just to make $15 an hour, just by simply moving up to two five, even though you're like, what's well, less. It's now I have a smaller bankroll for this is that the stack sizes are deeper, which right. means you get to exploit your skill edge more. And the rake is, uh, is the same as one, two, which means you could end up making 40, 50, 60 bucks an hour in that game even though it is slightly stronger just because the structure of the game is deeper with less rake. Right. And then as you move up to like five ten or something, if you, you find a five ten, you know, 5,000 max game, which most of the time they don't offer like, or uncapped or something like that. Like that's, that's the equivalent of like, okay, not deep stacks, low rake. Like that's what you should look for. But like the one, two games are high rakes, short stacks. It's like, they're easy to beat, yes. And you go and you go to your live poker room, and you you have basically if you if you're if you could breathe and <laughs> understand anything about just very basic poker strategy, uh, you could you could beat those games like that. that there's no problem. How, how much you could beat them for? Probably not much. Not not. It's like oh yeah, you have you have money for you know, maybe you play that you play that forty hours a week. At the end of the year, you have. Uh, you have money to, you know, take you, your wife and kids on vacation. I mean, yeah, like you that. Got 12, you got $12,000. bucks, right? You got like 12, right. Something, something like that. But if you want to make like 50,000 or a hundred thousand bucks, like you could go up to go up. So, you're not, you know, when, when someone's willing to call you with the nuts and there's a difference between someone that's willing to do that for $1,600 at the two, five game for all his chips than someone that's sitting there with a short stack of $46, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right, like there's a that's the difference of like 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 look, oh, I can stack someone at this game, and you look around, and it's like everyone has like 120 bucks in yeah. front of them, yeah. and five dollars, six dollars is coming out of every pot. To me, I view that's what the that's what the mini max is. So I sure. get what Nelson's saying. Like if you simulate it out, there are more winners mm-hmm. at the mini max, but there's very few big winners. Yeah, right. So if you're looking, your goal is is like. No, I'm looking to take a shot and now have a six-figure six-figure bankroll. Like the mini max ain't ain't the way to do it. Like you practice the mini max, so you're like, 
Oh, if I could do pretty well in the mini max, I could probably do pretty well in the relay throw. I could probably well, do I pretty think, well in the twenty max. I, th I think you practice the mini max so you can understand how to build out your process and understand the the way that you need to put together lineups. Because when when you're playing the mini max, you're gonna have you have 150 lineups there. You scale that down ten, you can kind of replicate your process out. You're not gonna be able to spread out your 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 exposures as much. You're not gonna be able to to manage quite as much in your portfolio, but um, I do think that that's, that's what you're doing. You're practicing so that you can then say, okay, I usually play with 150 lineups. Here's my process. Here's how I put together my groups. Here's how I put together my, here's how I spread things out, blah, blah, blah. And then just scale that down to 15, throw those in the relay. That's what you should be doing. Um, one, one thing before we end this, Eric Brunick did say at some point during that climb though, the mini max player will almost certainly be also taking shots at the relay throw. It's not an either or thing. Yes and no. I think that if you are playing the minimax and you understand why you're playing the minimax, I don't think you'll be taking as many shots in the relay th throw as you think. Um, a lot of the people that I've worked with through coaching sessions, like if they are, if they're taking shots in the relay, I usually think that they should just be taking shots at the relay. If you think you're good enough to be doing that, then you should just be doing that. You shouldn't be playing the minimax. Um, if you are dedicating yourself to playing the minimax to practice and to develop your process and to hone your skills i think you're taking less shots at the relay until you are ready to move up to the relay so if somebody is doing both at the same time i think that they just need to figure out their goals i just don't think that you you really have an understanding of why you're playing right well i mean to, to me it's a, it's a goals thing I, right. I i admit if you would have maxed out the minimax and you're a good player you will make money yep just it, uh, it's how not, much not not a substantial amount of money, right. which is which is fine. If, and if you're fine, like look, it's coming from me, the knit of all knits, right? Of course, and be like, oh well, if you want to just like at the end of the year, like have a couple of grand, like you could cool. easily do that in the mini max. And if that's like, oh, if that's appealing to you, then who am I to say don't do it? But to me, GPPs are about winning a lot of money, right? Yeah. So like, I'm I'd rather play a much smaller percentage of my bankroll and try to try to hit. 30k to 50k right then then not the the other part the the low risk part of my portfolio of my volume that's going to not be in gpps that's going to be in in small field stuff and triple ups or prop bets or something you know i mean i've been like for mlb like essentially my cash game play in dfs are props now mm -hmm. so like all my volume that would normally go to that is is in props yeah so like to me it's like okay 90 percent of my volume is in props and then 10 percent is i want to i want to win 5k 10k 50k 100k like yeah that's perfectly fine the same type of thing of like the mini max of like well i'll play the mini max and i'll take five lineups into the relay throw it's like you you could you could do that also but my 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 point is that if you're looking to churn out the money that you'd make in the mini max, I think there's just better ways, better places to put it. If you want a low, if you want low variance, skillful income. Mm -hmm. I agree. That if you, if you could afford to play five entries in the relay throw, play five entries in the relay throw. And unless you're looking to practice MME style building portfolios in the mini max, if your, your goal, if your goal five years from now is to be one of the 150 relay throw max enters, then yes, I think you should you should continue to play the 150 mini max because you'll learn every you're showing a profit. It's not that much of a profit, but you're now learning how to build these 150 sets over and over and over again, so that five years from now 
you're now entering $2,200 every day or multiple sites. And it's like, okay, because you've learned over the course of five years. But if your goal is not that, like, dude, like what, what, what do you, if you're never looking, if you're never looking to play 150 max to relay throw, I don't know why you're, why would you even consider playing the mini max at all? Yeah. And as soon as you say, if you want to be able to do this in five years, as soon as you say five years, most people just do now. Yeah, but most people need to have goals, man. They, they, I know, goals. It's important. Five years they isn't that goals. long. It's not. I know. I know it's not. That's what I thought when I, well, I mean, of course, the first year of me playing was just for fun. So once I saw it could be like poker, I'd be like, okay, now I, I need to put a plan in place. What's my plan? How do I build my bankroll? Right. And then, then you'd stick to it. Yeah. And you just have to have patience. Most people like that. That's what you said, uh, James, essentially, you know, they tune you out after you say five years. It's like, yeah, because yeah. people don't have patience. Right. Okay. James, we talk about this, right? We talk about this in the risk management chapter of, uh, Theory Daily Fantasy Sports. We do. We do. And people can pick that up at theoryofdfs.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was giving you some rope to maybe you could you could even promote it. <laughs> I, I promote it. I promote it. Just not on here. This is you. You always do that. You you got to let right. me know if I need to throw it out there. I don't know. Maybe people don't believe me anymore. <laughs> people of course, believe. you're saying nice things about it. It's your thing. Well, it's your thing also. It's also my thing. And I, I think I really do think you know it's been. It's been a couple of years since we have been doing this podcast and, and talking through strategy and everything like that. And I I hear from people still every week how how much it has helped them and how much like them listening to these audio courses and working through these things and applying the concepts has really made them a significantly better player. Um, and it, it's probably, Jordan, I, I say this with earnest, it's probably the best thing that I've ever done in my DFS career is put this together. Like the, the me and you putting this together, I think has helped a lot of people be really, really, really good in terms of like where they should be in the way that they play. Um, and I, I'm really proud of it. I think like a DFS player, the best thing is my, my, my the money that I win. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take my hundred K MMA win over, over this course. Yeah, sure. I mean, and and that sounds like uh, one time I was talking to Colin Druby and he said something very similar. Um, and that's, you know, I, I am, I'm a content creator and I like to help people. That's why I do coaching. That's why I agreed to put this together. Like, I like seeing people succeed and I like helping people succeed. That's been my goal for a long time. So I start with I would like to see myself succeed. Yes, you do. And then after I'm 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 content with my success. Mm-hmm. I like I like uh, I like teaching people. Yeah. I I like the I I flip it. I like seeing other people succeed, and if I can have some some success in the background, that's cool too. Yeah. See. Yeah. I'm much, see, more, you, much more. You much more capitalist. Man. You were a front man for a metal band, and I was a right tackle. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's very, very right. different in the way that we are. Uh, used I'm the to lead follow. singer. It's like I, I, ain't, I ain't carry, I ain't carrying the drum kick nope. unless I need to. Right, nope. like I ain't helping you. Nope. Why do we need all those drums? You don't need that role to be with all. The, come on, take a drum away. It's less, 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 less equipment in the van. Get out of here. Why do we need all of that? Right. And yeah. the drummer is the one that's like, I'm just happy if the band succeeds. <laughs> 
Okay, hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. Thummy thumbs. You know how much we love those. Uh, we got uh, we got Grinders Live later. We got an MLB slate. We got XFL, USFL, PGA, soccer, MMA. We got tons of stuff. And, of course, uh, submit your questions. Questions at theoryofdfs.com, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think Wednesday we're doing Grinders Live. Yeah, we have some some mixed-in early slates. So, you know, I'll be on Grinders Live for those. Uh, so submit your questions. I cover your questions on this show, right? So, like, you, you submit them, I answer them. So get them in, questions at theoryofdfs.com, and I'll be I'll be covering those. You can follow James on Twitter at paydirt underscore DFS or paydirtdfs.com. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, so th- this, is, this is why, James, I always start with, like, like I, I wish the best of luck to me and the worst of, like, like if you're in my contests, my goal is not to help you. My goal is to right. beat you first. You come in second, right? Yeah. Like, that, that's fine. Like, we're, you're competing for second place. Yeah. That's the way it should be. And if you're not in my contests, then good luck. We, yeah. Win all the time. If you want to win, I can't even see the Minimax. So I wish all of you just keep on keep on winning the mini max. We we hope right. that you don't continue to play the mini max. We'll we'll be clear on that. No, well, well, hope, well hopefully you, you hope that they, they, it would be smart for them not to continue to just play that for years. Right. But it would be smart for and for my for I'd rather them not in my contest. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you play two twenty two, congrats on second. I'll be taking first. You'll be taking first. I'm gonna yeah. be taking. No, that's Am I even going to play? The, it's a seven-game slate. Okay, I. It's a good. It's a good slate. Yeah, you're right. I should. I should. I should be playing it. That's yeah, good. Slate. Right. I did well in props yesterday, so I, I didn't even play. I didn't even make a DFS. Sundays are just awful for. DFS. Oh, they're so gross because I, the lineups never come out on time and everything like that. I just, I just, I just hate the, the early Sunday ones. So I just did props and crushed. So like that. That's perfectly fine. Well, now you got some well, slush money for these fun little leaderboard contests. Oh yeah, you're right. I got, I got my guy right. That that's what I call all my profits: slush money. See, <laughs> see, that's what you. That's the mindset you shouldn't have, right? You win a bunch of money, and it's like, okay, what can I spend it on? My attitude is, I win a bunch of money. It's like, okay, now my bankroll is bigger. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I have more safety, right? I'm always thinking in terms of like, oh, that's that's an extra five thousand dollars, like less of a path for me going broke. Yep. Right. Like that's how I view it. It's like, oh, well, you have 17 trillion dollars. It's like love to have 17 trillion and 50 bucks. Just it's 50 bucks. You know, I don't I don't want to get down to my last 50. That's a 17 trillion. Like that's yeah. that's the knit mindset. It's better to have 17 trillion than 16 trillion. That's what Jordan always says. <laughs> right. You can never be too safe. <laughs> okay. Thumbs up, smash them. And, uh, and I'll see you tomorrow. Answering your DFS strategy questions like I always do here, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.